And if Ammo Zamara ibn Salman, if you're listening, you put me into play drum in Dora, remember? He said, you have to apply drum. <laughs> <laughs> There we go. So you started me, Ammo. G'day and shalom alochon. My name is Ninos Kanna, and in this week's episode 127 of the Assyrian podcast, you'll get to hear from the founder and frontman of the most unique and energetic Assyrian band you will ever hear. The band has toured around the world and released numerous albums, injecting a high-paced, uplifting and infectiously rhythmic world music flavor with Assyrian lyrics. Now, some of you will already know who I'm talking about, but for those who don't, today's guest is none other than the founder of the band Azaduta, Robin Zerwanda. Robin was born in Iraq and raised among Assyrian giants from Iraq at the time, including football player Ammo Baba, performer Ammo Simon, and without any remiss, his own father, singer and goalkeeper Awi Malik Haydar. We hear this passion for music and football, which is known as soccer in the United States, consistently influenced Robin to this day. Look, we don't know if the music and football kept his Assyrian identity, but from speaking with him, we do know that the three form a real love triangle that keeps him energetic and passionate, something you'll definitely hear and feel in our conversation. Robin loves our Assyrian nation, in word and in deed, using the platform he created in Azadurta to evangelize our name and our identity among those for who we remain mysterious. For those who don't know who we are or what language we speak, Robin and his band have been entertaining and enlightening. It was great to be face-to-face with Robin in his inviting living room among the drum kit, guitar and his son Josh's artwork, with our masks on, of course. I'd like to take this time to say, whether you're listening to this while driving, exercising, at work or at home, please stay safe and thanks for listening. Before we get to this week's interview, if this is the first time you're listening to the Assyrian podcast or haven't done so yet, we'd love for you to subscribe to the podcast. You can do this however you're listening to us. We'd also love for you to rate and review us wherever you listen to the podcasts. Also, in every Assyrian is a story. If you know someone who should be on the podcast, please reach out to us. You can find more information about nominating future guests on our website. Lastly, the Assyrian podcast is brought to you by Tony Kalagarakos and the injury lawyers of Illinois and New York. For listeners based in the United States, if you know anyone that has been in a serious accident, please reach out to Tony Kalagarakos. Tony has been recognized as a top 40 lawyer and a rising star by Super Lawyers Publication and has obtained multiple multi-million dollar awards. Tony can be reached at InjuryRights.com or telephone 847-982-9516. And now, for Robins and Wonder, please enjoy. Have you ever wondered what you get if you cross contemporary Assyrian dance with rock and world beats? I mean, really? Who hasn't? Well, you can stop wondering and start getting buzzed because the Walkabout Tavern is presenting the return of some old-time ghosters and their band as a duda. Yeah. 
As a dude or a back and go this Friday and Saturday and delivering live, loud sounds for you and your mates listening pleasure. Don't miss out. This Friday and Saturday, only at station sponsors the Walkabout Tavern. What an ad that was. The most Australian ad for what is probably the most unique Syrian band I've ever seen. Hi, I'm Nina Scanner and uh, I'm with uh, Robin Zerwanda, the founder and band leader of Azaduta. How are you, Robin? I'm really well, thank you, Nina, for having me. It's really nice to be here. Absolute pleasure. We are in uh, Robin's living room in Sydney, Australia, and we're chatting about Azaduta, how the band formed, and uh, Robin's history. And please tell us about how Azaduta first formed. I'll start with the telling of the, how the band started. It was just a, when I went to Land, I played, I joined an, an Aussie band. You and went to Arnhem Land? We, was, we went for a Syrian family in 70. They went up there. We got a, In the up, 70s? I think it was 71 or 2. Wow. So for our viewers overseas, Arnhem Land it, is in the Northern Territory, which if you were to draw a map of Australia, is right mm. at the top and mm-hmm. right up in the outback. And it's very hot too, it's all the time. It's very hot. It's it's quintessential outback country. So there, when I got there, there was nothing to do. I've I've joined some Aussie band. We were only young that time. They were young, and we did a few gigs in Aussie. I didn't understand the one I was playing drum, and then from there that band split, and then I made a band called Robin, Robin uh, Haider Zarwanda and Five Star. So we did. I got a couple of Australian guys, and we used to mix some. Better and as slow as Mariat at Ashur Sergis and stuff like that. And I used to tell him it's French song. And <laughs> French? Then I used to tell him it's French song because, you know, <laughs> like, and the guitar player used to say, man, I don't like this French song. I used to sing Ashur Sergis and stuff like that. And then that band split, I came to the city <laughs> and there's nothing to do. So I had these congos and I started playing and I started playing the clubs and the work white. And then. So this is in Sydney in the late 70s? Yeah, or? since we. No, it wasn't like, like maybe 74. Five, four, or seventy-six. Okay. After we come from Arnhem Land, so I went to start living in the city and start playing uh, like percussion. And my ex-wife, she used to sing in a Mandarin club. I played there for two years for free, and then from there I started getting work. My first job that I got from that club, Mandarin club, I did gig with John Farnham. John Farnham. Yeah. Wow, was, that yeah, is a well, name. Well, can you please explain? Yeah, it was John really Farnham. like I don't, I got, I don't even know who John Farnham was, but they said to me, Robin, they need a Congo player. So we went and did this concert with him, and they said to me, Robin, don't touch your Congo, just play tambourine, and it was so boring. So about that one, and then I did some work with John Paul Young, and then '86 it was the biggest thing I've ever done. I toured with Don McLean, the American Pie, for three and a half months. Don right? Don McLean, the American. Yeah. Uh, the American Pie. The man. We were singing bye bye, Miss American Pie. Drove my Chevy to the levee, but the levee was dry. Them good old boys were drinking whiskey and rye. Singing, this'll be the day that I die. This'll I did three and a half months working with them. We toured the whole country, and you learn how from this, when you support these singers, you learn how they made Korea. You know how they made it was just to write your own stuff, to write his own stuff and just sing him. And that that experience really gave me something to start writing and have my own band. And then we, we, that time we had a ch- band called Child Bride and Latin Fire and they were doing... Child Bride. Floyd Vincent and the Child Bride and they still going. 
But that time they, we were doing all the pop. The industry was really after us. Everybody wanted us. We did everything in this country. We were doing everything. They put us support with all the big band, Midnight, all Mentalist, anything, John Paul Young. We did all that. We toured the country. But the quality of the singing or, or the standard of that band wasn't as good as those bands. They, they, they put you to fill those rooms, the Midnight Oil on these bands at Kubi. So after that, I was singing for a Syrian song. From that, that band split. They went to Europe. I didn't go. And straight away, I started doing, I started writing song for Azaduta. And it's been 20 years. We started, I used to mix a lot of different songs, Kurdish, Assyrian, Arabic, everything I used to mix early day. But then we started just writing Assyrian and start writing about like Nishra, about Jesus spoke our language. I start writing about things that, that what we were before, how powerful our nation was, how value our history's got. A lot of people don't realize it how, uh, you know, our history's got so much value. So for me to do that, I was really proud of it, to come out in this country for the last 20 years. We toured the whole country. We've done all the... Fa- we started from nothing, from little gigs, because they didn't know about us people. We did gig. We traveled every, the whole country, all around this country. And also we went to Canada, America. We did all that. And it's really... It's only thing that I'm doing is just to promote... Because not many people, when I used to say, where are you from? I said, I'm a Syrian from Iraq. Not many people knows who a Syrian were. So one thing I'm trying to do is just to promote our nation, our people, that we were we were the with the top of the build centuries ago. We were leaders of everything. And fortunately, something happened. For, we all separated different countries. And that weakens our product, that weakens our quality of thing there's a lot of artists that have sung about that actually that our we're burbizze yeah it's hard because it's like a, whatever you got team one six there eight there twelve there and there you can't like it's not that we can't do it it's just fortunate thing it's even like i tell people now i'm playing soccer 65 years old, i'm playing soccer now when we came here we were all good soccer player i grew up with ammu baba with my deeds with all the best players, you know, my dad, Chichu, Awi Malik Haidar, was the best goalkeeper, Aram Karam. We grew up in that generation. But This is in Iraq. In Iraq and Habania, they were the best team in the planet. They were killing everybody. All the good players came out of there. We were that generation. But unfortunately, when we grew up at home 16, we had to run and come here, start all over again, work. So we didn't have chance to pursue our career. But with this music, this country... We're so lucky to be in this country, Australia, seriously. Like, I've traveled Perth, I've traveled... For the last 18 years, 20 years, we've been doing schools in this country. And all I talk about it, every time I say Bruni, what it means, is my son. I'm t- even in the Australian school, I'm trying to let them know, the kids' generation, to know about Assyrian people. Because it's very important to promote our culture, to promote... Why is it important? Because if we don't remember people don't know it's gonna disappear and operate and now we're nobody. It's very important to hold to our culture. Our culture is very strong. So you you're know, scared a, that we're you're scared that we will disappear? Well, if we don't teach it, if we don't break it up, if we don't show it, if we don't have a reference like what we're doing in this country, if whatever you go now in this country, say if you say before years ago, seventy eighty, say Assyrian, they won't know, but say Azaruta, they say, Oh, it's a Syrian band. 
like million of people, the festival Adelaide, all the festival that we done every time I always, what's Nishramin, what's uh, Jesus spoke my language, you know what I did that because people used to ask me when I was singing and people jumping thousand, what's this language? I said, I used to say, oh, Jesus spoke my language. Jesus Jesus spoke my language Imagine the world speaking Assyrian Jesus spoke my language Jesus spoke my language Imagine the world speaking Assyrian Jesus speak my language And what would people respond? How would they respond? Were, were they people who didn't believe you? No, they, in the end they, they, they had to believe because it's true Like Jesus spoke Aramaic and I used to, I used to tell people And that's why like this country is all Christian, we had other nationalities, all right. but majority is Christian, and when you, they all follow Jesus and we listen to Jesus. So I relate our music to the to the Jesus story because that's why I said Jesus spoke our language. Imagine the world 7,000 years ago, everybody used to speak Aramaic, Assyrian, whatever you want to call it, the money, the, everything was us. Where is it now? Why can't we have that thing? In the thing, we put it all back together. Why? Mm, mm. Why we don't have that? Because I know we are part, but we need to educate our new generation to be one and stronger, not divided by somebody eating kubbe, somebody eating keleche, divided <laughs> about khiare and tamata. We don't have time for that. We really don't. Like yeah. we travel the world. I can see our people all over the world. They go to other countries. Behichmendi and they succeed. So yep, there's many stories of that. I mean, the well, we're, we're new to Australia, as in the Assyrian podcast is new to Australia. Listeners are very familiar with number of American stories of success uh, of of Assyrians and in Europe as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and we we hear a lot of those stories in the Assyrian podcast. And absolutely, and, and there's many stories in Australia as well. But Robin, I wanted to ask about. What got you into music in in the first place? The truth is, like, uh, my father was a musician, so I grew up into, not even before my father, my grandfather, yeah, he used to have visitors, they used to play back, tawla and stuff. Mm-hmm. And they all, I used to sing Kurdish, Yazidi, Arabic, whatever they were singers. And then my dad, when we came moved to Dora, they had used to hear three, four times. There's one room, there's the only instrument in it. So... We used to go there, play bit of guitar, and they used to rehearse three times, four weeks. So you hear the music, and and his music was just a, like a modern music. And my dad had a song, like when he recorded that song, every house used to play it. Everybody knew the song. And what uh, song was what, what song was uh, it? Plutlag Urchi. <laughs> Ich <laughs> 
قولن اخچی خوبه گل بیبت خامن گل بیشوق میخوبه یچ خوبله مهرن خدیون اخچی خوبه یچ خوبله خادین شوق من اغبرت اخیده جبرت لباین کمتی وقت قربی مرموغی بی ادغیو ایدی That was the song, like it was the best song ever. And unfortunately, when they sent the CD to Lebanon or somewhere, it all disappeared and then we had to come to Australia. But that song, everybody knew that song. And my dad had a really good musician, Tamaraz Afno. They used to rehearse three, four times a week in our house. So... I used to go in the room and play with all these systems, but the drum really captured me, like more rhythmical, the drum. And if Ammo, Zamara, Ibn Simon, if you're listening, you put me into play drum in Dora, remember? He said, you have to apply drum. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. So you so started me, Ammo. There's some history right here on the Assyrian podcast. Yeah, there was big help on the, on the, from the, for a, your parents, even with soccer. When you grow up with Ammu Babu and you were already standing we don't have to read this thing. It's just the gift from generation to generation. So, so Ammu Simon told you to play drums. When we were at Dora first, we didn't even have a drum kit. We used to dress us up with a white shirt and ruben smuka. And he used to make us stand in front of the mirror, Ammu Zamara. And he used to sing all these Elvis songs. And we didn't know, Tutu Fredi, Allah, I don't know what he's doing. <laughs> Wow, do you, are you still in contact with Ammo? Yeah, yeah. Well, when I was playing percussion, actually, I did a lot of... They used to call me, God bless Khalid, Alaman Khalid. They used to come and do a lot of gigs with Ammo, with Sargon Gabriel, with the Linda George. Uh, I did a lot of recording with... Uh, oh, Giliana Ishu. Yeah, I did something for uh, Agassi. I was doing a lot of percussion work for the Assyrian time with the, when Khalid was alive. And I did because, some... Because Khalid was a drummer he was a drummer he was doing a lot of Assyrian gig that time so I used to we used to be a really good friend so I used to I used to go and play Picasso with him and stuff like that yeah yeah it's just um, it's, it's been a long time it's something but. that most people most people uh, associate Khaled with his uh, his uh, business ventures and what happened with with the with the froggy and whatnot. Mm. but a lot of people maybe didn't know that he was a drummer he was a drummer and I I still love Khalid. God bless him. He's a nice guy, man. Some people do mistake and they fell for it, and they don't have guardian to stop him and change him. They just take wrong direction. And mm. but as a family, as a those guys, I, I loved him. God mm. bless him. His mom. They've been very close to us, mm, mm, mm. and That's we good. did a lot of gigs together. So, but unfortunately. <laughs> When did you leave Iraq and, and what was the, uh, the reason? I was the only reason that we weren't studying and we were only playing soccer and uh, that's all we did. 
So the army was coming next, so I had to had to go, and I met my way so to. So you were going to be conscripted. Yeah, I, I had. They're gonna call you, and we're going to one school in Baghdad. You only pay money, mm-hmm. but so they put you up next year. So I came to Kuwait first time, stayed a few months there because all my cousins were there, uh, and it didn't work. Second time I come, stayed there, saved some money, saved some money, and then I started working on the on my paper to come to Australia. And then, lucky I had David. David and his sister were living up here, so I came, and. Uh, because my grandfather, you know, he did uh, for British Army for 37 years. Mm. And so we had to, we could migrate was, to Was Australia. your grandfather a, a levy? Yeah, yeah, he did. So we had to, we could, we could migrate to Australia. So we came here and I lived with David, David and his sister. And a year and a half later, my parents came. We left our home there, the same thing, you leave your home. And came here and we started living in Fairfield. And How was Fairfield back then? This was, what year was this, 1971? There's only a few Assyrians there, yeah, because we used to play soccer, but soccer was good. They always used to come and watch us, and it was really good. Mm. And then, uh, and then, yeah, we went to Arnhem Land, and from there I came back here and started before playing we, music. Before we talk about Arnhem Land, what was Fairfield like when you first arrived? Do you, do you remember? I tell you what, they were so close because there weren't many of us, because we all come from different countries, from Iran, from Lebanon, from... You know, you know what I mean? They won't meet not a favorite Assyrian. You just want to wish to live around you. We'll come there just to meet up with the boys and stuff. Because you know how we like meeting up. And then they they start asking me to play uh, soccer for the Ninja Club. Mm. And we did that for a few years. Fairfield Bulls. Huh? The Fairfield Bulls. That, is that what they call them now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And before, they used to call it Assyrian Eagle. Oh, oh. my God. Those days, you wouldn't change it for anything. Really? I swear to God. Why? Everybody used to come there, support us, and anybody touch Robbie at Ummu Khamshi Ganati, they'll come in. It was like a <laughs> big punch up, and just to put it in the newspaper, we're not playing against a Syrian unless we have police there. <laughs> we're very passionate about soccer those days. How <laughs> dare they slow down? Oh, wow. And then it's a very interesting move. I mean, Sydney is the largest city in Australia. It's. Mm. It's basically Sydney and Melbourne as the metropolitan areas. And then once you leave Sydney and Melbourne, it's basically just country and, and very and sparse. Yeah, yeah, if you, the industry we're in, you have to be close to city. In, you're talking about Melbourne, you, you know, a few years ago, I mean, before Corona, all that, years ago, we went to Melbourne. We did a lot of gig in Melbourne. Mm-hmm. It's just a traveling stuff. And at one stage, we did some place, a lot of Australians turn up there. Well, I was so, when I saw these people coming, I was sitting in the car dressing up and I can see a Syrian coming in the car park. I couldn't believe it, man. I was so nervous. Mm. There's so many people coming up there to see us. I could not believe it. It was such a nice one. That's what we do it for, honestly. When I go, we're going to take a band on the stage. Not only not only me, even the guys, the musician, none of them is a Syrian. Mm. They are different nationalities. They always have different nationalities. When they see how our people enjoy the music it just gives them something beyond belief mm. like, you know what i mean it's we'll just... get to that in a second but i just wanted to talk about arnhem land mm. arnhem land is is this most remote place um could could you describe to our listeners what arnhem land is like arnhem land it's a called place called nolombai and what they do there there's a company that they take a lot of bauxite is like red soil and bauxite. they take, it's called bauxite yeah and then you know, they just people work. It's hard work, but you, there's nothing to do. You save money. That's why I did the band. That's why I start playing because there's nothing to do. Because if we were living in Sydney, I was going out every night partying and trying to score chicks. 
So you don't do anything. But up there when you go, there's nothing to do, so you have to do something. That's, that's really important. When you're stuck in somewhere, you know there's nothing to do. Start creating something, it'll pace out something. But that was the, the animal land. So we all lived there. It was really hard at the beginning, but lucky with as a four Assyrian family, five. The four Assyrian families. I there. think there's yeah, five, and there's a couple of Assyrian single guys there, but we all stuck together, we're close together, we mm-hmm. all work fishing, and it was really a nice atmosphere, and uh, it's very hot. And no, uh, two years ago, or a year it's ago. It's in the no? tropics. It's, yeah. it's tropical. A year and a half ago, after 45 years, mm-hmm. when we came back from overseas, I took Azaduda to Arnhem Land. Wow. That was my, my present for this guy for coming all the way to America, Canada, did all those Which tours. guy? The band guy, the musician. Okay. So I just said, this is when we got, I'm going to show you some Arnhem Land. And the response we got there, even from Aborigines, even from the teachers, even from school, even from things, was beyond belief. Aborigines people, they never heard Assyrian music. And Aborigines were, have never heard Assyrian music. From mm, from one indigenous group to another. To another. And I was telling them, you guys, old, old, old religion and it's not all religion like all old people it's like us too we just really become a long way and there's a lot of culture like how we found out about Assyrian culture how century ago what they used to do with stuff and preserve this and do that it's so interesting the vision is they did the same thing mm. and we relate to them and you know it was, and that land that really gave us wealth and gave it seriously if I didn't go to Arnhem Land I wouldn't be doing music what I'm doing now Mm. I'll be honest with you, I'll be just going out and luck here, better there, better there. But there, it just gave me something to, you got time to create something, you know, to work on it. Mm. Nothing happened unless you train or do it. Nothing, nobody's good. No one is good. Whatever you see soccer player, whatever you see person good, they have to spend a lot of time on what they're doing. Yep. You know, I train kids soccer now. They're four or five years old. I've been doing it since they were four. I just tell them, just do it every day. Every day you become good. Mm, 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 so even the soccer, I, soccer is like music to me. When I'm playing soccer, I do the same thing with music. When I'm on the stage, I do the same thing. So when in in uh, in Arnhem Land, mm-hmm. you were so you'd come out of Iraq and and you were exposed yeah. to a lot of music from your father. Yeah. And then uh, you had a lot of musicians, for example, Amor Simon. Uh, you, you knew Ammo in Iraq. I knew Ammo from Iraq. From Iraq. And then you came here and you started... Were you, were you playing music in Sydney or did you when, only start when, playing music no, in Sydney? That's what happened in Sydney. I used to be a soccer player. Like music and nothing else was... I was really committed to So there to wasn't soccer. really music happening for you nah, in Sydney? No, it's a background on all my friend musician. Yeah. And even when we came here, they used to get me up to sing. Even in Kuwait, when I stayed in Kuwait, they used to get me up to sing. Mm-hmm. Abby song. Whatever I went, because even in Dora they used to do it. Even in Kirkuk when I went, Robbie sing that song because people used to love that song. Until today people like it. Like, I was known because of that song. I used to sing it because they used to rehearse that song every day. So I learned the word. Mm. I knew all the song. Mm, 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 mm. So, you know, even that song, I lost track what I'm talking about. Uh, in the, even, where did I? I sang that song in the Kuwait. I sang it like, I used to get me up some wedding and sing that platla like, but I was into it. I was soccer, soccer, soccer. But then, the soccer change. How did it change? Uh, I played for, I got me and Ashur, Alaman Akhla Ashur, there was a good player. Me and Which him, Ashur? Ashur, I call him Ashur Tiara, used to play number five defense. I don't know, second name, yeah, Alaman Akhla. That's okay. That long time ago. They picked me and him to go and play for second division in Australia. 
and we used to get paid. So we used to go out to training city and all that. Me and Asher, we used to do it all the time. Mm -hmm. And we were missing the Assyrian culture. We were missing those people when the thousand people used to come scream, rob and rob. Here wasn't. So what happened? We left that. We came back playing for Assyrian people up here. <laughs> so you gave up paid... Yeah, Professional honestly. soccer playing, yeah. representing Australia. Yeah, yeah. Second division Australia. To, to go back to Fairfield to play for Assyrians. Yes. Because all these family, when I used to see them, oh my God, I used to miss them, all these people. Because we were in the Kuwait, I didn't see those people. When I came here a year and a half, I didn't see any Assyrian. I was like, there's only six, seven Assyrian in Randwick. But when we started come Fairfield, there's a few hundred, so it's just, you missed that. Is that how much it, the community meant to you? I mean, it's a lot, man. When I when we do a Syrian a Syrian wedding, I've done so many geek like Adelaide. Only God knows how many thousand people there, everywhere. But when we do a Syrian New Year, all these people are there just to seem happy, because our people been through a lot of hell. Yeah. So when I see them happy, oh my God, how good it is because we have been. We lost our country. We lost everything, and we just. One here, one there, one there is not fair. Where's our roots? Burbizze. Burbizze everywhere. Why? Why somebody not saying, yeah, man, give these guys here. Why? That's only only us is like this. Why? I don't know. Mm. It's really hard. So with the music, music brings people together. Thailand. We can, I can, as long as I can do it, I'll keep putting that thing. Assyrian, Assyrian, Assyrian. So you were starting to play music in Arnhem Land. Maybe it's because there wasn't much else to do other than fish and work. There wasn't anything <laughs> else to do. We used to play the walkabout. We used to get 50 cents to get in. I was playing Assyrian music in the walkabout. Aborigines What's and the Aussie. walkabout? It's a one pub there. It's a pub there. Everybody goes there. There's only one pub. And they're all Aussies. A pub is a, an, a very Australian term yeah. for a bar. Yeah, and I used to sing those days. I didn't write song. I used to sing my dad. I used to sing Asher Sergey. The guitar player used to hide it. Why? He was Aussie guy. He said, oh, I hate this song. Then the chord, the chord. Oh. You know, I hate this song when you do it. And why? Because of the chord. Because I used to say the French song. <laughs> I had to. In 70, you sing. These people can't handle it. It's already hot. <laughs> and you sing it. <laughs> and oh, they this, didn't understand what's happening. This happening. song, I'm begging you, right? We doing busking in front of Woolly not long ago. Mm -hmm. uh, we were singing. I do a lot of different so, songs. So you were busking. I do a lot of busking in the street. There was some Still. musician. Yeah, like we learn. I was telling busking, but we learn song in the street. Yeah. Right. Because at home I get bored. I don't feel like singing here. So I go in the street and the people throw money and the band can get it. Mm -hmm. But one day I was singing the song. There's few people, the homeless. I don't know what they do. They just hang around there and give them money, whatever. There's people there. And I was singing. Uh, I'm begging you. I say I sing your song. I'm begging. You. I say always say the word in English. I'm begging you. Bisur mala ana biyak parpulen. So I have to say I'm begging you. So kumli bismara isma ana biyak parpulen. La shukli da jinjara bismanu atcha. One of the guys homeless kumli bichya. Kumli bichya. Hey. Why is he crying? Crying. I don't understand what he. Mirqal. Hey, stop crying. I'm not gonna sing. Stop crying. How does he understand what am I singing about? Mm. I swear to God, I don't know what nationality he was. He started crying. Look, if you don't stop crying, I'm not singing this song. How does he know? I could not believe it. Wow. I could, I, you know, language, I you meant language. it. It was passionate. 
you know what I've heard. Mm. Not I heard what you know what you know. Dazmara mutlishanid bazmara. Okay. Akhti wordiyo awilu akhtimara. You meant itlo manai. You know what I mean. Itlo mean. Mara doesn't matter what it is. Mut language. Nashi will relate to it. The emotion will let you do so. Sometimes when I'm singing, I'm thinking like that. You mean? بزمان سود لنا برمية أحكي إف أتيل أنا بيق بربولين ليش قلب ده جنجارة أي the true story when my ex wife left me I wrote it's not just a خبران من الخمين دقلة I wrote this word when I was in pain so it means something that's why this guy ليه برمية لشان قردت قبل بخيا I can't believe it man so sorry if I'm can if sorry if I'm stuck back on Arnhem Land but I think it's important for your if we want to understand about your musical career, mm. you were, uh, did you form a band or were you asked to form a band? I joined the band mm-hmm. when I got there as a drummer. Aussie band, it was all Aussie song. What was the band called? Amber. Amber. And we used to sing like rock. There were three Aussie blonde hair guys and they were all like 16, 17, I was maybe 18 or I don't know. But we used to do all rock songs. Rock. We used to. You have a rock fox on the run, Santana and Eagle Rock. I didn't even fox is on the run. I didn't even know what fox on the run means. It was only one, two, three years here, so I didn't, my English wasn't good. Yeah. But then that band, I don't know what happened, it split. And I came to Sydney, I got a guy, Andy, Andy, Andy Pisher, because they know him. He was a drummer, a really good drummer. He used to go for Inuya and all these guys. I'm more used to play with him. Inuya Shuman, is it? Yeah. I and took, Simon. Yeah, mm-hmm. I took Andy Machau and Lubili Brun Amti Abbey used to play keyboard. So we took him all the way there. Mm-hmm. It was me and him and Eddie and Aborigines guys to play guitar with us. Ukhadana Aussie guy playing guitar. So with Lamban, Pelget Surtio, Pelget Bere English, Neil Diamond. And so you used to do Neil Diamond covers. Yeah, and a good guy teaching your evil ways, baby, Santana, and Mindiane. I just didn't even know the word. <laughs> So that band, when we left Gov, I came to the cross. Gov, Gov is the name of the city that, or name of the town rather. Yeah, Nol, is it's not it's Gov, but it's called Nolom. Nolom is the Aboriginal name. Yeah. 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 I'm like, come on, they go, it's so beautiful. Yeah, I used to invite them in the house because they used to see the band. Yeah. They used to dance when we used to sing. Suri, Berkayakliwa. I get a tea online, what's your house? You're on the lacha. I get a tea, or you're a bit, you're a good catch. You're a little bit of a lacha. But that animal was really good. But after that, I came to the city, I lived in the, in the city. You lived in the city itself? I lived in the city, yeah, and panicked and I stopped playing Congo because there was not many Congo players in the country that time. There was mm. only a couple. Yeah, so we did a lot of work, and plus I used to do a lot of recording in the studio. Anybody wants to record, I used to record. Uh, what's his name? Agassi. Um, Evan, Evan Agassi. Yeah, I did some recording with him. I used to record play Congo. Giliane Gil- Giliana. Giliana Ishu. Giliana Ishu, I did for him. Linda George. I did all those guys. They were coming. I should say So they'd, they'd, they'd come here to record an they album? They used to come here to do a concert, and the guy used to me to come play percussion. But I did some recording with Agassi. Mm-hmm. Here. Yeah, I won't tell you what happened in the studio. Okay. I'll keep it private. Okay. We'd love to know. I mean, <laughs> yeah. you've told us, but that's okay. No, we just some just joke with him. Oh. We just, uh, I find I had a bit more, uh, yeah. 
like who are you that kind of thing now it's good to experience all this and that's that experience to make your front man it's from a lot of dramas when they play a lot of them for years back in this singer back in this singer back they learn from each this guys mm-hmm. and it's easy to be at the front is is not it's not an easy job what does it take to be a front man in a band you need a, you need to you need to earn the stage you need to command the stage you need to own it command you it. need to earn it command it her especially when i sing different language how do we look how weak mindy and the crowd will eat your life you're gonna die give us some stories about that what what, what how does it go wrong like if if people pick on you hey mate sing some english i don't hear a thing you're saying does that happen happened a lot of times early days like some of them they didn't like some people the only reason i did all those parts because i did them with other band mm. like when i was playing other band i don't want to drop name but there's other band we did those things so but that's the only reason i could take this band there because they already see me other band if you're just if i didn't know one knew me i make a band and i go on it oh this is a nimbin who are you before I was playing the drum with the other band, Chavant Land, I used to travel a lot. So they see you playing. So when you, they see you move into somewhere else. So what was the name of that other band? Child Partner. They called used to call Floyd Vincent and the Child Bride. That's child Child Bride. Child Bride as a Child Bride. Child Bride. Yeah. Oh wow. What, a, a, what called, a name. What a name. It was only Child Bride, and then he put his name in there, Floyd Vincent. I don't know to make it here. But we recorded one song, and it was on a. Rage, whatever, one song oh, called Rage. Child Thing, yeah. And got Rage re- is a very uh, famous musical show in Australia. It's more, it's uh, it's on public TV, but it's, yeah. it's, its status is equivalent to MTV in the United States. It's very, very prominent. Yeah, that song, Child Thing, got the, we did a video for it. And uh, and it's got really airplay a lot and people got now. So we, met, we formed the band and we did a lot of touring. What we did touring with a... When they got Aussie band, they want to promote it. They put it with all the other bands. Mm. They put you with the support, Midnight Oil, Mentalist, anything, John Paul Young. So you've played with these bands? All of them, anything, all of John them. Paul yeah, Young. all of them. You know what I used to do? We used to support these bands. Yeah. And then me and a guitar player yes. will join John Paul Young or other band and play. I play percussion and the guitar player will on, play guitar. On, when, when he is performing? No, oh. we used to do support first. Oh, okay. And then sometimes we used to get up and play with the band. Okay. Or with for John, the main act. Yeah. And when John Paul Young did that, uh, Love is in here, mm-hmm. the latest the one to reveal, I did that video clip on it. Oh. Sorry. I did the video clip on that song, Love is so in the Air. So you were in the video clip of Love is in the Air? Yeah. Love is in the air. Everywhere I look around. Love is in the air. Every sight and every sound. And I don't know if I'm being foolish Don't know if I'm being wise But it's something that I must believe in And it's there when I look in your eyes Love is in the air In the whisper of the tree Love is We did that concert one day You were the percussionist? Yeah, it's on there we did it for concert for Paul Keating. 
when the love is in the air was in. Yeah. So I made those. This was 1992. Yeah, it was just then. And there was this, we did something on TV, Channel 10 or something with John mm -hmm. Paul Young. So all that one made me, all that industry, the management, the officers, the staff, the musician, those musicians, those area. If I didn't do that run with those band, mm -hmm. I'm playing here, record here, did a lot of, I used to do a lot of recording. These people used to do them in studios. Mm -hmm. used for to go for what, TV ads or? TVs, commercial, and the band, before the computer started taking over, mm. and things like that. I did a lot. But when I started doing, as I do the singing to the front, all the other work stopped. All the things that I was doing, Congo, like yeah, uh, all that stopped. Why? Why did it stop? And because and they know you, 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 you different place now. They're not gonna ring some singer frontman from band. Hey, come and play percussion with us. Unless if I wanna do it for friend. But you were comfortable, weren't you? Yeah, but it just. Uh, I mean, you were making income out of it, and oh, and when I was when I was playing percussion. Yeah. When I did Don McLean, we used to get three and a half thousand dollars a week. Everything paid. And that was like 90s. That was a lot of money. That was a lot of money back then. Three and a half thousand. That was a lot of money. Yeah. And you eat, drink, and you travel with a plane and work with Don McLean. That's yeah. a lot of money. Man. Yeah. To me, I would have done it for free. I told them. I just told them one day. I said, Don, it just might, everybody listen to you. I would have done this thing for free. It's so honored to play with you. And him and I become really good mates, mm. friends. Because you saw this. What did he, uh, did he tell you anything? Uh, did he give you any advice about your yeah, career? Yeah, his mom, his mom used because I was young, but his mom used to, he said, oh, Robin, you got to believe yourself. you got to write. The only reason he could become successful is to, he wasn't singing Santana or somebody else. He write his own thing, mm. his own thing. That's mm. what, you got to write original, even the, the industry we're in. If you don't have original song that, that matches the quality of what's going on now in the world, you got no hope in the hell. No one gets famous on covers. No, because we did it seven years. We played with this cover, with this cover, with this lot of band. I did a lot of cover band. There were so many cover bands, but in the end, this doesn't go anywhere. That's why the musician I found, if you don't believe in the product that we're going to write, mm. don't be here because it's not cover band. Here we put money. Cover band, you do a gig, 400 bucks. I used to do so much gig. You just get cash and stuff. But you don't care what you're playing because you play the song with this guy, with this guy, with this guy, with the same guy. And this sincerity about it is not real. It's not their song. They That's just... right. But when you work with Don McLean, John Paul Young, man, they, their own thing. Could we say Don McLean was the uh, genesis of Azadota? Given that he gave you that advice about you have to make your own way? Man, man, if I didn't work with that guy, I wouldn't have learned what I know now. I learned so much from him three and a half months with the star. He's a big star. Mm. And he's the only person. I work with John Paul Young, John Farnham, jazz singers, Gino Gennetti, you name it. Mm. When I work with this guy, when he sing, just him, me, another guitar player mm. from Van Morrison. Mm -hmm. The way, the way how he sing, how he protect, how he pro project is sing is beyond belief. Mm. I've worked a lot of singers, but this guy, his tone of voice is sincere, a nice person. It's really, I learned a lot from him, I'll be mm. honest with you. And he was just, we would not rehearsal with anything straight. Meet on the stage and play. So and why I, leave your comfort zone to start Azaduta? And this was in 1996. Mm. Because as I said, I learned from these guys, you got to have your own thing to get the... Like if I didn't have original stuff for me, I couldn't have done Whitford Festival. I couldn't have done National Folk Festival. I couldn't have done 
Walmart, Adelaide. I couldn't have done the Ballinger Festival. I couldn't have done. These are all prominent uh, Sydney folk, festival. folk and world music festivals. Yeah, they're, they're big. Like they bring overseas act and they pay you good money and you. It's a, it's it's beyond belief how they set you up those festivals. You come mm. in your room, your name is on TV. It's like <laughs> it's, just, it's it's almost scary. Whatever yeah. you ask, they just stand there and you get thousands of people. And not only that, there's so many other bands from different world, different part of the world playing there you know and if you're watching them they will come and watching you yeah so it's really have to keep the bar really up there but so far we're doing really good and it's just hard because i said it's hard like to earn a lot to keep musician like we change a lot of musician mm. we go through time and time we go through a lot of musician because it's not like you're working every six nights a week or every week every week and but sometimes you, you know, have a run, we do a run, we book things and we go run and we do and then... A run is when you have a string of bookings? Yeah, booking, like once we get festival, like if there's a Townsville festival, mm-hmm. we'll book Geek at the Pump. Or when we did, we did something in the Perth Culture Club in Perth, there was a Syrian man, I couldn't believe it. We did a gig in Perth. My cousin is the Syrian and lives in Perth. Not Donald. No. Donny's brother. No, no, no. But a Syrian six thousand came there. I could oh, not believe it. Really? And you know what they were laughing about? They were looking at all this Aussie dancing <laughs> on a Syrian music. Marakali Robin and the Dachina Parmoy. How they understand? I swear I was so so we went all there, we did all that around, but there's a lot of hard work, a lot of money. And plus that you go from Perth, we got a bus, you go all the way to Karatha. One week, which on. is a one thousand six hundred kilometer drive in the in the desert. In the desert, there was festival there. So, but what we do when you drive all the way, any town with the six seven hours that we want to stay the night, we used to ask them if we can play, we play free for you, but just give us accommodation. So we did that. A lot of pubs that we didn't even know. If, they never heard, <laughs> not Assyria, not even Iraq. They don't even know where Turkey is. They just know. That area. So we played, and surprisingly enough, some people that farmers, some sheep, sheep shearers, we went every pub we played. They loved us. They gave us accommodation. They fed us. And in the end, they gave us money. Wow. Like people, middle wow. of nowhere. So every town, we stopped. Every day we drove. At night time, come, we stopped. One pub, give us accommodation. We play free. And we set the band. We play next pack up and go until we got to Karatha. And we did the festival there. Wow. How many days did it take to go from Perth to Karatha? Actually, it's not 1,600 kilometers. It's One. almost 2,000 kilometers. <laughs> it was a long drive. And it was hot. Mm, and I, oh, my God. And you go through a stage, place, the fly hatches. I've never seen any more flies in my life. Anybody wants a lot of flies, go to Karatha. Go to Outback Australia. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, thousands of flies. But there. the fishing is good too. Yeah, that's good. Was fishing is is that still a pastime of yours? Oh my God! When we look, if you they we got photos when we engulfed the fish. That, but a Syrian they don't like eating fish. They don't eat the mud crab. That time we weren't eating anything, no fish, nothing, nothing. We didn't eat fish. My mom, God bless her soul, she used to buy us frozen prawns and fry them. While you get a tiger prawns about that big. But uh, I mean, how, how, how big is that big? I swear to God, some like, of the tiger prawns, they were that long. It's like almost a, almost a foot. 
Yeah, but we didn't eat any. I used to use them for fishing. Really? I swear to God. And the ladies oh, used to work wow. in the hospital. Pay so She's... much money for prawns like that. I know, these days. I know, I know. But in, in Gulf, was cheap. We didn't eat fish. One day I caught seven Jewfish in mm-hmm. Gulf. I came home. At, we, we came with the band. We played. We got on the jetty. Excuse me. We caught seven Jewfish. At two o'clock in the morning, we came home. We took all, everything out of the fridge with the stands, everything. And we put seven Jewfish, big one, in there. And we shot them. And... Eight o'clock in the morning, my mother, oh my God. Jewfish, <laughs> <laughs> $700 Do you still fish today? Oh, if I go there, I used to be... When we first went, oh my God, we yeah. used to go fishing. We used to wear gloves. Mm. The fish in Arnhem Land, mm, they're massive. Oh my god, oh my god. We used to get some fish and we used to catch fish and they cut the head fish mm-hmm. and chuck it in to catch big sharks. Mm. You know, I sit in there like a big thing. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. <laughs> oh, that's I'm gonna go there again. I've taken the band. We're gonna go one more time again. Hopefully, this festival, Gama. Gama Festival. It's a very prominent festival in Australia. It's so big, it's a celebration of indigenous culture. So they already know about us. We want to put a Syrian culture with the Aborigines culture because our cultures and their cultures are really old. And we still we still sing our song. We still do our thing. So it's really important to put our culture with the... Have uh, you said that to, to Aborigines? Oh, yeah, they know. That's why the guy, the, the, the guys, the elders, this organizing community, he said, I want to adopt you as my brother because our culture, your culture, is is very unique and, you know... It's been it's been around for so long, and we got so many things, tradition thing that we carry until today is not funny. Even yeah. even uh, talking about the uh, Assyrian thing, how we made the beer, how we made cheese, how we made this, how we made how many things did we half an hour? You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before uh, the interview, we were having yeah. a chat. Also, also think they they made the beer. Assyrian made the beer. <laughs> From now on, when I go to pub. I say you're drinking Assyrian beer, brother. <laughs> it's not Aussie beer, it's Assyrian beer. Did you have any, um, I mean, when you first started Azadota and you were, you, you started touring around the country? Not really. Uh, when we first started it, we only did a few gigs. We used to put our name in, they call it blackboard, in the festivals. Mm-hmm. There's a blackboard, you go and put your name and you get a spot in one of those marquees or like try a, ten. a side tent. Yeah, you get... 10, 20 minutes. So we did the first one at Woodford. We put it there years and years ago. Can, and you, we, can you please explain where Woodford is? Woodford is near Melaney. In Queensland. In Queensland, right. It's, it's really, about one hour and a half uh, west of, uh, northwest of Brisbane. Yeah, it's a big festival and it's always hot. And the first year we went there, I don't know how many people we took there. We just had to put our name in the blackboard and wait and wait till play only 20 minutes. And it was so hot, I took all my clothes off. I wear a thong and sarong. <laughs> thong, and t- thong, thongs in Australia refer to footwear. Yeah, I, I wear this and sarong. It was so hot, you melt. And then we did it again, struggle. And three years ago, guess what? We got invited to play there on the big stage. Wow. <laughs> big stage with accommodation, with, you know, azaduta, azaduta. And also, on the New Year time, a lot of festival, they only choose few popular band to play New Year's night. And guess what? Whitford, we got chose that night to play at 12 o'clock midnight. Wow. It was so special to play. 
And when we plan as in uh, when we plan a new year, a duet for that year, there was six, seven girls or boys playing the dancing chigga. Wow! And I could lock. Like, were they Syrian? They must have been because they were yelling at me. How did they know chigga out of all these Aussies? These six guys <laughs> on the stage dancing chigga. I could not believe it. They came to see us, and somebody said, "Oh, we just heard this kind of music from distance." We said, "That's gotta be Alzaduta." And there were some of them, cousin of mine too, that were just there. They happened to say, oh, this sounds like Azaduta. It's very hot. Festival was good. Womad was really good. Womad is uh, World Music Adelaide. It's a, it's a very, it's a world famous uh, world music festival in Adelaide, Australia. It's, it's one of the really the biggest, the most organized in the park. And they bring acts from all around the world and if you like every year wish to go there I went there for I don't know how many years I used to go there watch band watch band so you went there as a, to, to watch as I watch and people used to see me there because oh, they knew me from playing for others like are you playing here no every year one go no we saw so many band no no one day we went there a couple of years ago when we went there before we got booked I saw the manager and hug, hug. I usually hug girls. I love that. <laughs> hug her. She said to me, I got a funny feeling it's going to happen to you. I swear to God, I nearly wet myself. I could not believe it. I was like paralyzed when the manager, the booker, she said to me, Robin, I got a funny feeling because she heard we did some, some video clip and some festival, some gig. We sent her. You wouldn't believe it. She saw a video clip or Ashur in Fairfield. We did. We were doing song, and all of a sudden they were dancing. So in Urashu, you were performing in in the Urashu club. I swear to God, Urashu and Ellie did a video, and it was the people Chigga was the best. They were going crazy, and we sold that that video, and not long after that we got an email, tell Robbie not to get too excited because you could do Adelaide this year. What do you mean? Don't get excited. I nearly had a heart attack. <laughs> And that was it. That was the biggest thing I've ever done. Is I mean, you know, besides America and Canada and stuff, Chicago and stuff. Mm. But woman Adelaide, it's a lot of act come there. A lot of people see you there and. Good, really good job there. It was really, really, really good. You've toured overseas with uh, Azadota. Uh, what were some of your experiences overseas? Because you, you oh. very much are an Australian band and you toured around uh, Australian venues. We've and done the, everything. The Melbourne, the Brisbane, the yeah. Concord, you know, any festival in Australia, Belange and uh, Tamworth. Not Tamworth, it's two country. Mm. But one, one time will come, I'm even going to do that festival. The Tamworth Festival is country. But I'll make Azuda sound country for you guys. I've got another Syrian. Have you heard of um, Have you heard of uh, Ronnie Judo? Ronnie, yeah, rings a bell. What does he Ronnie do? Ronnie Judo, he's a country singer. He sings country music. But in English. In English. Ah, oh, Ronnie Judo, yeah. no. Anyway, I'm I'm oh. I'm trying to get him on the Syrian podcast as uh-huh. another guest, but. Uh, you know, that I'll, that hopefully in the future we'll, we'll have, uh, we have, have to, that we have episode to, up. 
we have to we have to expand we have to open up we have to just because in this country some other country we can do it you know what I mean we can do it like a lot of the, we got young generation you know they can do band they can work and, and play the mainstream industry it's like you don't you mm-hmm. don't have to just do, you know, just wedding and stuff. You know, this uh, we got talent. Like we created this thing, like the half. This thing is all come from us. It's in our blood. Yep. It's it's there. Hajins like farming, growing things. It's like I'm teaching to Josh. You know everything. Same thing with Josh music. is your son. Yeah. Get him to play drum. to to out. Get him to play piano. Get him to sing. Because that's how our cultures are. Same thing with farming. Mm. With with everything, same with music. I I never been to school. I took few lessons with drum, uh, and that drum I couldn't play drum like me. So what's the use? It means somebody teach me how to read. Just play. What do you have to read? So you just improvised. I took few lessons to be honest, but to me it's experience playing and mm. practice. Mm. Like you know, you gotta practice until today. You see the drum kit in the lunch room? Yeah. I touch it maybe five times a day. Wow. Alice is there. I still practice on it. Nighttime, daytime, neighbors, no. I still touch it. And I wish I would have spent time as much as I do now than when I was young. Mm. I spent a lot of time on the drum kit. So I tell a lot of musicians, kids, and think, you do good, good. Nobody born good. Just We're currently kind of- in Robbie's living room and, and I'm staring at a seven-piece Yamaha drum kit. You has to live here whether you want us or not. Yeah. Because it's somewhere else. I won't touch it. Same thing with guitar. Yeah. If the guitar was in the room, in the case, right? Mm. By the time you think about it, by the time you go to the case and grab it, here you just turn around and you grab the guitar and you start playing song. Sounds much easier than, than than it looks. You I'm were just, working yeah. pr- pretty hard on that guitar. <laughs> oh man, it's so yeah. That's what I'm saying. So it's not here. By the time I got there, and that's how I write all the song. I write on this guitar. I don't even know how to play guitar. Yeah. But most of the song, I just write it when I get the melody. That's how I write it. Like a, I don't know if you heard the song Nishra. <laughs> Yeah. 
And then the guys will come and they start working to put the right chords on it. Because I'm not playing the right chord. It's a nice guitar you have. This one I went to Seville. Spain. It's a bit now. Yeah. Wow. And he's a guitar maker, he's been gone for yeah. centuries. And we waited there and waited there. And uh, I was really, and I just touched it here. It's a beautiful, yeah, beautiful car. Sounds fantastic. I don't know if it's in tune or not, but I still got my dad's guitar mm -hmm. that he had in. In Dora, great. Wow. And uh, yeah, it's been our family since I was seven years old. Wow. Right? And what I used to do for m my dad, I used to go and fiddle on my guitar. And I thought by fixing, I used to straighten all this up for him. Mm -hmm. So when he goes to work, soon he goes, with attitude, he must have been Robin. <laughs> and people said, Jesus, he his son, this guy. <laughs> Yeah, when Big Tower has Marta, it was the, it called Maidan. Maidan, it's a Bukhran Ninos. Maidan. It's a Ninos Ninos. I'm going to go to Maidan. Yeah, it's a Maidan restaurant. Really? Yeah. It's about Maidan, Bayna darin al-dhatari I'm asking him. So I haven't finished it, but this is the next the song. When, is that, when are you looking at releasing that? Well, I'm thinking of recording and do video and stuff, but it, with this corona thing, I'm too scared to rehearse, yeah. too scared to go to the studio. Yeah. Honestly, I haven't done anything. I'm just yeah. planning how after this corona how Azaduta is going to go and perform what to do. There's That's some right. song, I'm going to take him out. Yep. Something, and I just, we move in the direction, different different direction. How, how you want to move it? Well, let me make example. There's a band called Yemen Blues now. Mm-hmm. You've heard of it? I don't know. Uh, very vaguely. It's, a, it's it, where, where are they from? Well, they, I know from Yemen, from Israel, but a lot of people told me, and even one, 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 Israeli guy told me that he takes his children to school with us. He said, oh, you heard this band? It sounded like you. And the bass player, he's a Chinese guy, he sent me this tape one day. He said, oh, Robbie, this band, just this guy sounded like you. Another guy rang me and said, have you heard this band? Yemen Blue sound like So we thought it was from Yemen. The Yemen were like, whatever. They got different nationality mm. and they mixed that music. Gamini, you're not a fashion, you're not a 
Yeah, so they weren't worrying about Aya Aya. And also what happened with that band? They're so big now. What happened? The government is supporting it. Which the government? The Israeli government mm -hmm. are behind them because they're putting cultures together, they're putting harmony together, mm -hmm. and they're mixing with Yemen, whatever it is, to make their music, to just not show music, to show the world better. You know what I mean? Better mm -hmm. getting closer, better let's make up things instead yeah. of breaking it. And this band is working anywhere, but they got support. And mm. with us, with us, we do all our by ourselves. We don't have any support, anything, like Ellie was telling you. We don't got much support, because like the Assyrian will say, oh, they don't sound like Assyrian band. Oh, but if you ask the whole country, the whole world, they say, oh, the Assyrian band. Mm. Like when we went to Chicago, these guys, American, they never heard Assyrian. Those Assyrian guys that works live in there, they would never do those gigs that we did. Mm. And also, like Ellie told you about the visa. You cannot get a visa to go and work in America unless we had this product that works here, that done his job in this country, yep. and done the job with a you know, of high profile mm -hmm. to send you the other ones. They don't want to send band from here, do they? It sounds bad. Mm. It doesn't work. That's right. So, what we done is really good, and I'm only doing it for our people, for our nation, for our people, for the future generations. I'm, I'm to encourage some other young guys after us, because we're not going to stay here forever. Because mm -hmm. I did it because I had a generation before me doing it. The same thing with soccer. Well, I'm playing soccer now over 60 years old. I'm doing everything Assyrian. Still, I'm the only Assyrian guy playing soccer, 66 years old. I went to Italy, I went to New Zealand, I'm playing the World Masters. But the fire is still in your belly. I mean, you're still very much an Assyrian patriot. And uh, is that what drives you? Is that what is that well, what's driven I, know, I, Not just Azuda, I just, I feel really about my culture, Assyrian thing, I feel very strong. I don't know why. Some people, they may be the, oh, the Menshi Vasa or whatever. Mm. I don't Menshi Vasa. Our duty, me and you, or whoever's alive now, is not Menshi Vaso. It's not Menshi Vaso. Anna Menshi Vaso, Ad Menshi Vaso. Who will? Who will carry our culture? Who will? They, and and Ati Barman, man, what are they going to say? What did I do? What did you do? Mm. Who am I going to look up to? The only reason I'm doing this, I look to other people. Same thing with the soccer. I haven't played soccer since 1977. I'm playing now full 90 minutes. Where you Assyrian? You see who I grew up with? Ammu, do you know Ammu Baba? You're Edison. Do you know them? I grew up with them. You don't you read this in the book? I grew up with them. It's like a growing parsley every shita. To yeah. us, it's same thing with music. Much, yep. much school. Not yep. Indeed. yep. If, if you have, I was just going to ask if you have one message to the Assyrian community, given your long, long career in music, um, and your your passion for our nation, mm. what would it be? Just promote our, our thing. Promote to be musicala, be khaltala, be whatever it is. Because don't think it's weak. Don't think it's not worth it. Don't think nobody knows about it. People know about us and people will know about us again. It's just to encourage them. Don't, that's my thing. It's just a, if, if individual work, another thing we need as Syrian people bit more closer. There's a lot of division. They know we're not getting close together. Like I'm with Anne all my friend, Yara Ajilwaya, Kordaya, Marbushnaya, whatever, Tishnaya, Mishnaya. 
and I give them the we all like brothers. Yeah. they still the old fashioned matuana yokarkapte. they were bored. All they put in your head, then the grandchildren. Ah, oh well, ah, oh well, ah, much but Nile, ah, talk. And the kids, Bishmana, and the Opani, and I repeat. <coughs> repeat the same thing. Mm-hmm. And we all won. All one, 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 one. Chaim, Mokhaba, Litten. There's no other change. And then, Akhran, yet we do not want to need Bailan Khalida, Ahunana above everybody, above religion, above Sloyate, about hope, about like Jilwat, Yaram, Shotmai, Gabbaya, Mabbaya, and the when you above that. And somebody above that to think above that, but Annakulla sound weak, sound good. But askri ullum at the moment we here, we not going up. But I had to think above these thoughts. So I mean, many times, wherever we go around, everybody give me at kamud bish hamda, kamud bish hamda. Why are you doing this? What else I'm gonna do? You know what I mean? That's yeah. what is missing in us. You know, hadi hamzimi maschari baz dene baz huda baz da baz da, and they got. Support engine. It's like so. If Ali was telling you, support yeah. engine. Dear, خلنت على زمونا وذا قدايا بان. Yep. Had the NS or the support قالن. We're the only one we doing all this work. Or do you want a big support? We could be anywhere. Yeah. And what we do anywhere is for you guys. قشم مخن رايم. If you want to go to parliament, if you want to go, أنا أمير فاف برام مينستر. خمسة برام مينستر أميرين. Through the music. I'm a Syrian from Iraq. Syrian from Iraq. John Howard, John Paul Young, not John Paul, uh, Paul Keating, Keating, James Packer, uh, Anthony Benizi. I made them all. Yeah. Well, how do you have me? I'm a Syrian from Iraq. Straight away. Let me know if I said that I or somebody. Straight away from Iraq. Because I know. Some have been faithful and apologetic. They know about us. Because they've done it, they talk about it. The more people know about us, the better for us. Yep. So we don't want to get lost. And we already, all of us, been hurt. It's painful, man. Yep. Where are suffering? And people, the end, you know what I mean? Mm. We are close. It's just to put a busy everybody. Yep. It's hard to communicate, it's too far to communicate, especially with this COVID stuff, it's even worse. But mm. it'll get better, and hopefully with a new generation, we got a lot of new generation are really together. We, I don't want to mention, there's a lot of people, they do a lot of hard work, and they're learning here. And it's not just music, you can do it anywhere else. You can be soccer. Like I did when I play soccer when I did Italy. Robin, a Syrian, Italy, I'm playing soccer. We're New Zealand. I'm the only Assyrian playing soccer. Whatever we do now here in the old nationality, Assyrian. And later Assyrian money. But I'm playing soccer. We could do that. We've done this. And we'd come out of us. Yep, yep. And the Kulaf It's very good. Robin? Yeah. Thank you very much for being on the Assyrian so, podcast. It's all good when I meet people like you, even if they just do a little bit. Just a little bit each, little bit. Oh, little bit, little bit, little bit, become strong. Yep. We don't want somebody to go big at And people like you, me, we're only doing it for our next generation. That's right. Next generation, I will. I'm got 
this energy behind me. Because the generation before me, like my grandfather, Haydar, mm. it was beyond belief. My dad, he couldn't walk on the street. We're leaving, it's all all that. Can you imagine if we didn't have to come here, how much growth we would have had? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. Because already we don't come here and buy again to get a capacity. You know what I mean? A bit on. Godora, you can put six houses in there, Nasha. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. So, it a it start all over again. Yep. Right? If we were still there in the country, Iraq, Syrian, Armenia, all the right? We the next generation to play soccer there. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm hurt. I'm playing now. Why are you playing now? My bone, they all hurt. Yeah. But this is Gora. Shmatana. Yeah. Yeah, Shmatana. My rib, this rib. I'm playing soccer because I know you want a column. I'm Mudani, I'm Babidani, I'm Karamdani, and they gave it to her. Now, what I do in the school here, Joshi School, how many kids you buy it in Mulpe Soccer since four years old? Yeah. You're Medani, all they talk about Europe. <laughs> I swear to God. Yeah. Because these Emirin music, soccer, and yeah. then you can't read them. Get Qaymet, Mulha, Melpilo Kano. That's how I learn. You know yeah. what I mean? It's a It's hard to have a Oh my God! Mm. It's beyond belief. All right, Robin Zerwanda, thank you very much for being with us on the Assyrian podcast. Man, I enjoy every bit of it. Anytime for you guys. Anytime, anytime. Thank you.
داخي فرتو ليلا ايام زرت لا قادي ان متخور لا Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Assyrian Podcast. The song you just heard was Azaduta's live performance of Mazareta, and this was performed in Chicago in September 2018. Hope you enjoyed this week's episode and have a great week.